Clubhouse bonus episode, Prep, Priorities, and Plenty of Rest Over the Holiday Break. I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen here from Always a Lesson. I'm popping in here with a super exciting bonus episode. I have been leading chats on the Clubhouse app, which is an audio conversation platform for months now. I created the Instructional Coaching Club on Clubhouse, and I lead those chats Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, so I sure hope you join us. But if not, drumroll please, you can catch the replay right here. How cool is that? This is a new feature Clubhouse has rolled out, so the past chats we've held are not recorded. It's such a bummer. However, going forward, I will be sharing the replay with you here. Even more professional support for you on your edu leadership journey. So let's dive into the convo. Hey, Tammy. Hey there, how are you? Good. Did you have a good weekend? Can you hear me? Um, it's mid-Sunday for me, so it's... Oh, are we okay there? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of in and out. I can't hear much of what you're saying. Try it again. Okay. Let me see here. Well, you sound good now. Okay, good. No, I think my um, headphones were connecting and disconnecting for some reason. So oh, I think we're okay now. <laughs> it's okay, good. You were saying, yeah, that's right. I forgot that I'm like way ahead of you. What, how many hours? Yeah. Um, so I'm 3 p.m. right now. Okay. Uh, which, what time zone are you again? Eastern. Eastern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're at, we're at the five hour because we didn't do a uh, time change when it was the fallback. So that's we awesome that you guys can yes. to yeah, participate or not. <laughs> yes, exactly. I totally support not doing a time change. <laughs> Hi, Kristen, Jody. Yeah. Hey, guys. We are going to be talking about a couple of things, preparing for getting going on break. And then once we're on break, what are we doing to just manage the overwhelm when we come back? As we know, that tends to happen. Uh, prioritizing what our tasks look like, closing out the calendar year, but also prioritizing what we're diving into in January. And then just advocating that we rest because sometimes when we talk about planning and prioritizing, it sounds like, oh, I have to do all this work over the the break. (laughs) And that's not the message. It's, It's we're doing the work so that we can truly be present and in the moment and rest. Yes, exactly. With that said, Tammy, why don't you just give us a quick intro of yourself, what your current role is, where you're located, and then we'll dive in. Sounds good. Sorry, I haven't been on Clubhouse for a little while, so I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm not muted, and there's all these noises in the background. Um, But thanks for having me, Gretchen. It's been a while since I've been in your room. Um, Hi to Krista and Jody, two of my favorite people. I, I think the last time I was in the room was was when Jody was a co-mod in, I don't remember when, but it was, it's always great listening to other coaches. So thanks for having me back. Um, right now, I'm a professional learning facilitator, meaning I do webinars and workshops with teachers, focusing on student engagement and um, like prioritizing and uh, going with my, my theme of my book, Minimalism and Teaching. And um, 
I'm also a substitute teacher. Sorry, I just got distracted. Thankfully, there's only a few of us in the room right now because we're having this crazy winter storm right now. And there's this helicopter over the ocean, which is really rough right now. And it is, I'm not sure what's happening, but it, it's a bit crazy. So sorry, um, welcome to the, the new people in the room. I'm Tammy, thanks for having me again, Gretchen. And I'm looking forward to our conversation now. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you've got crazy weather going on. And when you say winter storm, like what does that even mean? I know it is a bit weird because you think of Hawaii and which I didn't mention, sorry. Uh, I'm on the big island and because we are um, five volcanoes there and the altitude is really high, um, there are winter storms and blizzards up at those altitudes because it's like 14,000 um, feet altitude. So um, there has been high winds and snow up there. And then at our altitude, about 600 feet, we've been, just been having lots and lots of rain and cloudiness and that kind of thing. So it's blowing through now. It's supposed to be done later today. But yep, it gets a little bit cooler out here in the Pacific. Oh my gosh, please stay safe. I don't know what winter temperatures are like, but I doubt there are anything like close to 30. Am I going to guess no. <laughs> 60? Yeah. Yeah. Mid 60s. Thankfully. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, rub it in, rub it in. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I'm so glad you gave us a little background because I think your position's interesting because you get to lead, but you also get to be, you know, in the trenches, which I think is such a benefit. And Anyone that's able to be a coach, but also either sub or run a model classroom or obviously teach one subject or something, the more that we can can practice what we're working on, one, it adds credibility, but it helps teachers to see us try things out. Because just because we're a strong leader doesn't mean that we are proficient in every new technique or new technology. I mean, we're learning and growing too, while we're also helping others learn and grow. And so it's great that you can kind of get, get the practice in and then invite folks along in your journey and say, oh, I've actually just figured out a great way to do this. Try it with me or let me demo this for you. And I think it goes a long way when we talk about coaching being a partnership model. So I applaud you for a lot, for dipping your toes in, in both sides. Have you noticed your coaching become much stronger because folks see that side of you that you're really practicing what you're helping them with? Yeah, I think it is helpful and um, does provide teachers with that kind that like you said, it, it does make me a partner in learning. So currently, um, the school that I'm subbing at, I'm there two, three times a week, depending on the week. And um, it's a really small school. So I get to co-teach with the, the lead teacher. It's multi-age, really small right now. And so it's really fun to be able to um, plan with the other teacher. She takes care of the upper level kids and I'm working with the lower, um, the lower, not lower level, I should say, um, lower grades. And um, so tomorrow, the next two days, actually, we're doing some long-term planning together, which is going to be really great because as a new small school, she's really starting from scratch. And so whenever she, like I take the lead in some of the teaching, she'll be like, oh, you know what? I didn't really think about having the kids doing that, doing that in that way. Or um, what do you think about this? And we're just constantly talking back and forth about that. So that experience that that happens like daily 
um, when I bring that to like a webinar that I'm doing or a conference session and I talk about those things, I think it definitely um, adds, uh, like I, it is a level of credibility because I'm not totally removed from the classroom. And I think that it's really important to, to have that um, connection to students. You were diving in a little bit to the planning piece and I know you were kind of focusing on the teacher lens, but it's essential we help teachers plan for the close of the year, but also for opening up the calendar year in January when they come back. But it's also before we can even do that, essential for us to get our ducks in a row so that we know what is coming so we can help them prioritize. We can prioritize who we're supporting, what tasks we're working on, what things we're putting on the back burner because they're not essential at the moment. And the more that we are doing these things and then helping them do it, they are seeing that reflective work. They're seeing it in action and it gives you some very specific examples to share when you're teaching them. All right, we are three weeks out, two weeks out, one week out. These are the things that you have to accomplish. We call them big rocks. Like you've got to get these things done. Everything else will fall into place. How do you manage your time? How do you manage your day? I mean, we all know leading up to winter break, it's just balls to the wall. The demands are just, you and I were talking about this behind scenes, but demands are just amplified. Like they just become so much louder, so much more pressing. Everything seems urgent. There are so many fun events going on, which is exciting, but it makes it challenging to do all the work that's required behind the scenes because now your time is spent preparing for the fun event or being at the fun event. And that's certainly great camaraderie and sense of community. So we don't want to look at those things as like, oh gosh, I have to go do this thing now. But there's ways to look ahead and look at our calendars and find the gaps and the times where we're working ahead, we're, we're moving at a faster pace, we're picking and choosing the things we're focusing on. And maybe instead of going 100% on this amazing professional development workshop you're designing, maybe you go 80 so that you have the 20% set aside to get some other logistics done in the background. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's essential for us to learn this habit of looking ahead, planning ahead, prioritizing, getting it in the calendar, like really getting type A about it so that when we go and say this same thing to teachers, guys, this month is going to be absolutely insane. But the more we prepare for that and the more that you focus on the things that need to get done, the things that can wait a while, where does that look in our daily schedule? How can we rearrange things so our planning is truly prioritized, honed in, focused? I mean, that I think is the most important thing when we can do it first. So Tammy, I'll give you a second to add in your thoughts there. Sure. I think that there are just so many, there's so many thoughts came to mind when you were talking there. And um, just all of that is true, right? It is a really hard time of year, even though there really isn't a part of the academic year that is really ever easy because there's, there's always so many things, but because we're at this point in the year where we are in holiday season, um, we're getting pulled in more directions, right? Because it's now that we're, well, we're still in pandemic, but you know, things are different than they were last year. And so, so people are in that kind of reprioritization zone, I think, where it's, they, people are gonna potentially travel to see family. They're going to go see people they haven't seen for a while. Um, 
which is really great. Um, but then there's that guilt of, but I have to do all these things for work. I have to wrap up, wrap up my term grades. I have to wrap, I have to do all of these assessments. I have to put all, put all of this input into my spreadsheet or whatever it is, just all of those things. And something that I was really thinking about today was um, this idea that we tend to, and it's impossible not to, but we prioritize tasks over our time. And so something that I've been really getting better at, I think, is being really, really thoughtful about how I use my time. And like you mentioned, there's just things we have to put in the calendar to make sure that they get done. And, and that is absolutely true. There's a lot of times where if it's not in the calendar, it's not going to happen. So put it in there and it's, it's more than likely going to happen. Um, but we do, but how often do we put in things for ourselves, right? So do we block out that bit of time at the end of the day or in the start of the day where it's your time to prepare yourself for the rest of the day that's coming? And so having said that, um, I was, I just kind of learned about this, um, I don't know if it's a phenomenon or idea, I guess, from my co-author, Christine she messaged me this morning. She's like, Hey, I was, I was listening to this podcast about time confetti. I'm like, Oh, tell me more. <laughs> and so it's this idea that we have um, kind of less leisure time than ever before, because we just fill the calendar and have all these things to do. But when we actually do block out, say an hour to just, you know, watch TV or hang out with the family or whatever, we end up using bits of that time um, as little confetti pieces. So let's say um, you have a couple of email notifications that come in. So you check those and you quickly respond and then you see that you've got a notification on Twitter. So you check that message. And then, you know, the, let's say there's a total of these 10 little things that end up subtracting like 10 minutes of your leisure time. And, and so when we think about it that way, that, all those kinds of things happen to us all the time throughout home life and at school. So we have to be really, really careful about um, planning in and prioritizing time that's truly for ourselves. Because this time of year, we know that um, there's just a million things and the tasks take over what your, your priorities end up really needing to be which should be yourself and taking care of yourself because this time of year is really hard and so i'm i know i'm talking for a really long time now so i'm going to pause there because you probably have something to say and maybe someone else wants to share um but i love this idea of time confetti i'm leaning and listening i'm actually taking notes loving what you're saying so please continue your thought and then we can um move on to another point and then invite folks sure sounds good so um this idea that the time confetti, it's all of these little pieces of things like the notifications, the text messaging, the answer the quick call that subtract from the quality time that we're trying to set aside for ourselves. So I started thinking about this as um, kind of um, an opposite way of how I usually work. So I will usually chunk out my to-dos in uh, manageable chunks of time and sort of like things to do depending on what they are, of course. So I might, my task prioritization becomes 
short, like 10, 20 minutes, these five things I can do in the next 10 minutes, and then those are all done. But then when we think about prioritizing our time and really focusing on uh, things that we need to do that require um, the quality time and effort and focus, we should have those, those times set aside in larger chunks without the interruptions of those little confettis that end up eat away, eating away at the time. Because we do know that, especially for educators, not just educators, but for, for educators, since that's who we are, um, we do know that we can't just recharge and recover on a weekend. It's just not possible. And so when I think back actually to when I was teaching in New York, um, I remember the summers, I, it would take me like five weeks, five or six weeks to actually feel like I had slept enough. I had not thought too much about school. Um, I had enough time to just kind of heal and feel kind of like myself again, because it's just so much energy to, to teach and to people and to think of all the things. And so when we think about teaching five days a week, plus all of the other stuff, family life and all of those things of the holiday time, it's just, um, like we're, we we got to think about holiday time coming up and how are you prioritizing your time? So you actually do have some of that, that uh, relaxing time to just do nothing where it's okay to just take the day and nothing's in your calendar. Or if you want to put it in your calendar that you're going to read a book, then that's what you do. And don't let those little confettis um, take away from that quality time that you need to recharge. You are doing so great, loving this idea about time confetti and helping us categorize different tasks. Like when we're getting our priorities in order, whether it's personally or professionally, we actually maximize the energy that we have because instead of being all over the place, we are able to go all in and do it as thoroughly as possible. And in doing so, our output is stronger, better. We don't have to go back and fix, do multiple iterations of something. So it's a better product, it's a better use of time when you can get that focused, when you can really get clear on what it is I need to get done, when do I need to get it done, how well do I need to get it done. And one of the notes I wrote to myself here is clarity means that you've cleared the fog. You've streamlined what you need to get done. That means everything you're focused on is aligned to the bigger goal. And I think one of the issues that leaders might say is I don't really even know where all my role is going. Like I, there's no direct pathway. I feel like I'm just surviving. I do whatever admin tells me to do, or I do all these random things and I'm here, there and everywhere. And that tells us we need to actually back up then one of the goals for starting the year off fresh in January is getting a clear understanding of what is your role? What is the most important part of your role? Is it moving the needle in teacher proficiency? Is it moving the needle in student achievement? Is it tech integration? Is it differentiation? Like what is the big thing that everything you do goes around and moves around? And when you're working on tasks that are not aligned to that, then you cannot streamline your process. You're gonna continue do this, do that, do this, and you're all over the place and you're not gonna ever 
see the fruit of your lab labor. You're not going to be able to maximize your time and your resources and your brain is going to just be maxed out. And so I think when we can take the time, either prepping for a break or throughout our break, taking five minutes here or there to really think about what, what do I want this to be? How can I be my most effective leadership self? That means I need to know what my focus is or the goal for my role and how I need to show up. And then once I know that, then I can say, okay, what tasks actually align to that? When I'm creating PD, uh, learning opportunities for teachers, am I doing it around this topic or so that I can grow this skill set in teachers? Or am I just doing whatever they tell me? Or am I picking random fun things I've heard other people doing? And so once you know that goal and you've got your tasks, then you can go find the necessary resources or materials to help bring all that to fruition. And a lot of us, I think one of the, the big complaints about coaching roles is sometimes they're not really thought out, but it doesn't mean we have to keep living in the cycle of, I have no idea what I'm doing. We can bring some clarity to that role. And so prioritizing going into the holiday and then once we're there, really getting clear on what it looks like once we get back in there, all of that is going to allow you to really hit the ground running and not feel the overwhelm when you get smacked in the face in January when you're back in it and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been out of the loop for so long. It's taken me a while to gain momentum. It's, I actually have a clear plan that now I'm not stressed because I know exactly what I'm going to do and I can just start attacking. And when we can help teachers do the same thing, then they aren't stressed out and running out to break. And when they come back, they're not stressed out being like, oh my gosh, what's all the things I have to do? I forgot what I was in the middle of doing. I think it's just a great habit for everyone. And so we have to figure out what it looks like for us so that we can then teach teachers. Tammy, what do you There you go. Oops, That's sorry, okay. your mic went off there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, um, I, I've been doing that actually the last few weeks where I am really thinking about what is it that I really need to do with my time right now and the people that I'm working with, how am I going to be best for them moving forward? And so um, working with this teacher that I'm working with at the school, um, a lot of what I've been thinking about is, okay, what is our, what is our our main purpose here like what do we really have to focus on when we plan and so you know i'm i'm prioritizing it in my mind and then i'm sharing that with her so that we're on the same page and we we've been having this conversation the last couple of weeks and i think the more we talk about it the clearer it becomes and so that's really helpful um another teacher that i'm working with um, so she's mentoring a new teacher and we were talking again, you know, she kind of caught me up on what was happening and the things that they're working on and, and, and all of that. And so after our first conversation, I stepped back and I was like, okay, what do I really need to focus on with this teacher so she can help this new teacher? And when I just, when you just ask that kind of what's our purpose here question, it can just bring you back to um it, it provides clarity because it even though it can be a really deep question it's also fairly simple and so if it's a hard to answer like what is our purpose and you're like hmm, hmm, not really sure then you really have to think about 
okay, I, I think we're off track with our priorities right now then, or my priorities, because I can't find the purpose of what I'm doing right now. And that's a really easy thing to do at this time of year when people are super tired. So I think sometimes that pause and just let your brain rest and then come back is the thing that we need. So this week, as us as leaders are going back, I think it we need to build into our calendar maybe 20, 30 minutes to say to ourselves, okay, I have very limited time between now and when teachers are on break and kids are on break. What do I need to be doing? What would be the best use of my time right now? Maybe doing some organizations, probably not the time. Maybe setting up something for something in the future and quarter one of next year, maybe not the best use of our time. Do you need to be in supporting teachers and jumping in helping? Do you need to make some extra copies? Do you need to, like, what is it that will have the biggest bang right now in terms of supporting teachers? It may not be the biggest thing for you and your role of what you need to get done. Like maybe you need to write a grant or something, but if that's not happening in the next two or three weeks, table it. And you got to get in that habit of saying, gosh, this is important. But right now, the timetable of the clock's ticking, teachers are stressed. I need to be in there checking in, not just professionally. Do you have everything you need to teach this lesson? Is, is everything going okay? How's student behavior? What's engagement like? But it's how are you doing managing the stress and the overwhelm of this season, which is not unique to anyone in this room right now. Everyone is going to be feeling this no matter what grade level they teach or in what type of community that they're in. And so really taking a moment to check in on your people and start the conversation and help them say, okay, when I'm getting stressed, I'm gonna ask myself this question, does this need to get done right now? To what level can I complete this task? You know, there are some type A teachers and I'm pointing to myself here who were like, I don't have the time to do this the way I wanna do it. Like I can't go full out. And that's okay sometimes. It doesn't mean you're going to slack and something's not going to be perfect. Give yourself permission to do it well and not feel like you're doing it perfect because we just don't have the time right now. So give it your best and then move on to the next thing. And I think sometimes teachers might just need the permission to, what's the task list looking like? Are, are all the things on this list necessary? And what order do we need to put these things? And hey, how are you feeling? managing this. Sometimes we think it's easy because we're on the outside of just do this and then this and then this, but they're feeling all the emotions of just making the list is brings anxiety and then realizing how long the list, I mean, before they're even completing anything, they've already checked out. So we need to build the habit a little slowly in terms of breaking it up, chunking it up, and that's going to require us to get our ducks in a row. So we need to just take some time this week to decide who are we focusing on? What are we going to focus on? How are we going to do it? Eliminate anything that isn't uh, time bound for the next two weeks and then check in on our people. Tammy, what would you suggest this week leaders need to do and so that they're prepped, they're focusing on the right priorities so that they can just enjoy the break? I think you touched on a, a couple of those that, as you were speaking, Gretchen, um, I think we need to prioritize people right now. So like you said, whether it's, um, you know, do you need this bit of time 
to like not have a meeting right now, but you just need this time to do something else. I think we really do have to um, focus on on people and what what they can um, do so that they don't it doesn't add to the stress, right? So we want to go in to the break not feeling maxed out stress wise because that's definitely not healthy and it's it we don't want ever the, there ever to be a point where people are like i'm almost there i'm almost there and then you just crash after because then that's when people are sick over the break and that's no way to have a break so um so i think that if we just step back from all of the things we have to do and think about how are we just going to support people um for the next couple of weeks in just those simple ways and that just might be like here like a an appreciation card something like that where you just sit or you sit together and just have a quick chat um oh sorry i think my signal is a bit um shoddy there but um i i think that's the thing that we have to do and it sounds like it's simple but it's but it's also kind of hard because we know that there are things to do, but it's something that we have to do because people are, are at the breaking points right now and we can't afford to have more people getting sick and more people not wanting to return in January um, because we know that there there's just so many people that have been leaving teaching. There's a teacher shortage and this is the time when we need people. And um, so I, there isn't really a magic answer, but I do think it, it, really does focus on prioritizing ourselves and our people so that they're okay. Yeah, and then Tammy, when we are finally on break, let's say we have orchestrated this great closeout to the year, we help teachers prioritize, avoid the overwhelm, manage emotions and stress, complete the tasks. Once we're on break, obviously we wanna spend time resting, relaxing, reconnecting with friends and family but is there something that folks could do as they're laying in bed at night or as they're walking the block with their family or working out or cleaning the house that would help set them up for success come the beginning of the year and i'm, I'm thinking teacher leadership right now i think probably and this is just from my personal experience and of course my teacher leader friends, but I think just allowing, like you said, allowing yourself the time, um, but just listen, listen to some fluffy stuff, right? Let your brain have an actual break because then when you know it's time to come back and start doing your professional reads again and tuning into more academic um, conversations and readings and things like that, your brain is a little bit more ready. Um, but I think that there's, there's definitely, you know, like you have re referred to yourself as a type A person, there's definitely those of us who love to just continue to do things because it brings us joy, right? And so if it's something that we enjoy doing and we want to read that book that has just come out or we want to listen to a podcast by one of our favorite educators or um, there's, there's no harm in listening to that in our personal time too because it does... Um, it, it does add value, right? So it gives us something to think about when we're on our time off, but it's not adding the same stress like, oh, I have to listen to this for this specific purpose. It, you can purely listen to something professional for joy too. And so um, I think that 
that's part of the role of being an educational leader is that we really do find um, enjoyment in doing a lot of the things that we do. And that's why we keep, you know, it's hard for us to turn our brains off and stop doing like creating or writing or like connecting with people because we do find that enjoyment. But I know that um, there are some days where, and it's usually Friday for me, I usually work on a Sunday through Thursday schedule. And so I'll take Friday to just kind of be my non non thinking day. So I don't book any calls usually unless um, there's like a virtual conference or something that's on a Friday, but um, I leave that as my day for like house things and, and things that I don't have to go to my screen for necessarily because providing that the eye break too, just um, you know, we're constantly looking at screens. So just allowing yourself to not look at a screen for a little while is probably beneficial. It's probably going to help your neck muscles too. Um, and just relax a little bit, just spend some time enjoying being outside, whether it's warm or cold, um, getting the fresh air and, um, but staying connected to people in your network too, I think is important just because we do, like I said, we do have, we do enjoy our professional conversations and that's why we gather on weekends and evenings to talk more about the things that we love. So um, I think that answered the question. Did I answer the question? I just started babbling. <laughs> yes. I think the whole point is when you have a vision for what your break is going to be like, you've thought through the nooks and crannies that could be devoted to yourself. So for example, if you're traveling, spending time with friends and family, you're kind of at their beck and call because that's what this break is about to, to be together. But if you know your schedule, like, oh, I'm going to wake up 15 minutes early and I'm going to journal or I'm going to listen to music or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to go for a walk or in the evenings I know I have an extra 30 minutes because there's littles and they all have to go to bed and that whole routine kind of keeps adults busy and I can kind of sneak away and, and do me. And I guess what I'm trying to say here is when you take the time before you take the time to really know what's coming, then you can really maximize your time away. And even if it's planning your own rest, like I'm taking a long bath or I'm going for a long walk or I'm calling this friend. I think all of that allows you in the moment to really be present, relax. Your body will start resting and recouping the energy because you're not flying by the seat of your pants. You've got a game plan and it doesn't mean you can't be flexible, but you've learned by looking ahead and knowing where you're trying to go, it makes it much easier for you to keep your brain fresh. And like you were mentioning different ways to kind of go professionally th throughout the day in those little moments of time, but also just, you know, be you and, and what makes you a great person and be with your family. And so just like we're talking leading into break about when you know the vision and the goal of where you're trying to go, and you really look at what that looks like on a calendar in terms of tasks and resources, you can apply the same methodology when you're out on break. Wh what is it you wanna accomplish? Are there big rocks? Like, you know, you wanna visit this one place or you wanna go see this one person or you wanna spend time together doing X, Y, Z. When you know what those things are, it makes it much easier to plan around them. And then you can also think about all the little moments in the day where you can insert some me time, whether it's professional me time or personal me time. And all of that's going to bode well as a leader, because when you're taken care of, 
you're going to perform better. But more importantly, when you've thought through, in order for me to show up better, I have to start getting some things in order. I can't just always live in the moment. There are certain times and places where that's great. But sometimes we really need to always be a step ahead. And I always think about retail and how we always joke, oh my gosh, there's Christmas stuff out and it's not even Halloween. Like they're always prepping for what's to come. And when we're helping teachers with quarterly planning, like you've got to know where you're going so that whatever you do right now is streamlined and aligned to what's to come. And you're not all over the place. And the same is true about our own leadership. We've got to know like, what are we trying to accomplish this year and help teachers with? And what are the tasks that are going to get me there? And what are those tasks like on a calendar? And around those big tasks, what are other things I can do for myself and for my school family to continue to, to learn and grow? So I guess the message I'm trying to say here is when you know what's coming, you can better execute in the moment. Tammy, anything from you? Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I think too, in that, when you know you, the things that you want to do and how you want to spend your time, um, giving yourself permission to also change the plan of it, and potentially say no to people because you do have to remember that even though it is the time to get together with people, it is still your time, right? And so I think that's one of those things that we have to let uh, friends or family know that if like, I don't want you to be offended if I just say, no, I don't want to come over for dinner tonight or what or go to the movie with you because it's not, it's not about not wanting to see you. It's just that I need some more time to myself. And that's something that I found that, um, I, I, I made that shift myself. I, when I was teaching in New York, I was, I kind of went through that like, oh, but I always want to do stuff with my friends and, but I'm so tired from teaching or whatever. And I just learned to say no to things. And I did the same when I was teaching. Um, I had to start saying no to my administrator to all of the asks that I was getting because I knew that I wasn't performing as well as I wanted to because there were so many things to do. And so um, I keep that in mind as well, um, you know, while I'm working with teachers as well as in my own time. It's okay to say no. And, you know, we're, we're all adults too, right? So probably no one's going to take offense to that. Now, if it's someone I haven't seen for a long time, I'll probably say yes. Um, but I think we have to give each other a bit of space there too, to, and understand that we do need a bit of recharging on our own time, uh, especially for people who are introverted. And I know there's a lot of introverted um, educators out there, which is sometimes hard to believe because we, you know, usually are talking in front of people all the time and things like that. But um, that solo recharge time can um, sometimes can make or break us too. I think that's awesome advice and, and good closing thoughts. Um, Tammy, I just want to ask you one more time when we're talking about preparation and prioritizing and getting that rest is it okay when we look at some of our situations and say, honestly, I don't even know where to begin. I am, I'm listening to you guys talk about this and it all sounds great. I just don't know what to do first or what this looks like for me. What would you say to someone who might still feel a, like this could be daunting to do? 
Oh yeah, I ask myself this question all the time. Um, I just literally stop and sit for just a moment and I think, okay, what do I really need to do or how do I need to feel right now so that I can be successful moving forward for the next few days? And that's usually my clarifying question because it helps me clarify what my purpose is. And then that lets me know what I actually need to do. So um, just that simple pause, asking yourself the question before getting flustered and starting the floundering and then ending up like, what the heck did I do the last few days when I had all these things to do and I got nothing done? So um, that I think that pause is just the pause in question is just so, so essential. Where do you think folks could reach you if they wanted to bounce some ideas around or just get ideas from you in terms of how you've applied this, especially since you're in the classroom as well as out of the mm -hmm. classroom, you might really best understand both roles and how this could look for, for each stakeholder. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and my handle is at TMUS underscore ED. It's in my profile on here as well. My email is on there as well. It's Tammy at planzplservices.com. Um, and yeah, I, I'm happy to answer any questions or chat um, anytime. Yeah. yeah, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you are willing to come on, share your expertise and talk us through this crazy time that we're all going to experience over the next few days. Um, mm -hmm. Thanks to everyone that's been popping in and out of the room. We are here every Sunday at 8 Eastern chatting about different things in relation to teacher leadership, instructional coaching, education, all the things. Tammy's a great resource and so not only follow her on Clubhouse, but um, all the other ways that she mentioned. Certainly a great person to get to know and she's in the wonderful place of Hawaii. I mean, who doesn't want to have a friend over there, right? <laughs> That's right. I, I can't send any warm vibes your way right now. Sorry about that. But. Yeah, you can keep that storm. Keep that. We don't yeah. need that. <laughs> All right. Thanks well, so thank much, Gretchen. so much. All right, you guys have a great night. Go be great. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Elite Educators. I hope you found value in that Clubhouse chat. All resources mentioned will be in the show notes. Just visit www.alwaysalesson.com click on podcast and find this bonus episode. Wishing you an empowered school year. Go be great.